Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. He's been out on vacation visiting museums and doing all sorts of boring stuff like he always does. What, what, were you, what did you do on your vacation? You uh, what did I do? Well, we had uh, some family in on my wife's side. Uh, we went, uh, you know, took the kids to some, you know, touristy kind of things, but really didn't do much. Took it easy, actually. Didn't uh, subject them to any presidential uh, history or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, uh, I'm very glad you usually spend some of your vacation time dragging your kids to boring museums that they don't want to go to. Yes, they love it, though. No, they do not love it. They tell you they love it because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, no, um, we uh, we just sort of stuck with family uh, for the last couple of days, so that was fine. How was your Thanksgiving? That was really good, as always. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, all right, we've got a lot going on. Um, a couple of things that I noticed, you have Senate GOPers expected to launch a special repeal Obamacare defund Planned Parenthood this week, and they're going to use or try to use the budget reconciliation process to repeal those parts of Obamacare that they can and defund Planned Parenthood. Uh, what do you know about that? Yeah, uh, they're still trying to figure out. There's a meeting this evening, in fact, of Republicans trying to figure out in the Senate how they're going to go forward. The House has already approved a plan that would repeal some of the Obama health law under this budget reconciliation procedure where you don't need you don't have, uh, have to worry about a filibuster or anything like that. So you only need a majority of votes. Uh, the issue is, as we've discussed before, that you cannot repeal all of the Obama health law because of the way the rules of the Congress are set up. So you have to only deal basically with sort of a major tax portion portions of the Obama health law, like you could repeal the medical device tax. You could get rid of the individual and the uh, employer mandates because those are considered taxes and a few other things. But you can't get at the underlying architecture, really, of the law. And there has been a dispute among Republicans, actually, with Senators uh, Cruz, Rubio and Lee all saying, no, they don't want to uh, vote for anything other than a full repeal. And if they desert then the Republicans may not have the votes in the Senate, even with the reduced rules and the need only for a simple majority to get that through the Senate this year and force then the president to veto it. So there's going to be a little meeting this evening to figure out whether Republicans can go forward on that plan to repeal part of the Obama health law. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how far these guys are willing to go. They have not in the past, as you and I have discussed, been willing to go all the way down that road, but we'll see. I see Congressional Progressive, uh, the Congressional Progressive Caucus introduced their climate change resolution on the uh, first day of the U.N. Climate Conference, and the president was out there apologizing for America being the second biggest emitter. I think, you know, in the end, the most important thing to remember about the negotiations going on in Paris at this point in time is no matter what gets agreed to, uh, this administration certainly would not be able to bring back any kind of treaty and put it before the Congress because, uh, let's face it, the votes would not be there in the Senate to approve anything. So if there's something that's going to be done on global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it, it's going to have to be done administratively by the administration. And, of course, the EPA does have a decent amount of latitude to uh, promulgate new rules and come up with new programs and the administration's been talking about exactly that so in a sense lawmakers are sort of a bit player in this yeah they can talk about it and talk about the details of what the president wants to do but realistically uh he's gonna if he wants to move forward on things he's gonna have to do it administratively and not with a new law in the congress senator james uh langford of oklahoma put out a report on government waste and uh, he tried to involve himself a little bit in presidential politics, talking about tax breaks going to Donald Trump to renovate a historic site near the White House for a hotel, which, by the way, is something that happens all of the time, is as an enticement for businesses to invest 
you know, if we use the word gentrification in sometimes in some periods, et cetera, et cetera. For example, there are people that invest in New York all the time and in the maybe not most desirable areas and they get tax benefits for doing so. Yeah, and Lankford's argument, he put out, uh, yeah, I'm certain you remember Tom Coburn, who used to be there in the Senate from Oklahoma, who used to put out his waste book every year. And so Lankford, who replaced him in the Senate this last year, decided to do sort of his own follow-on. He called it federal fumbles. And it didn't. Uh, it wasn't that every single thing that he pointed out was, in his mind, a waste or something like that. But he said, look, we've got over $18 trillion in debt. You've got to come up with some ways to eliminate things that you don't need. His argument is there is no reason for a national historic uh, tax credit that will help people renovate properties and rehab different things. What this Trump-involved uh, thing is, is in D.C., some people may be familiar with what's called the old post office pavilion. It is in between uh, the White House and the Capitol on Pennsylvania Avenue. I think, what, it's about 12th Street or so. An old building, that a beautiful old building that was really sort of going to waste. And Trump uh, went in there. He's going to be able to get, obviously, the help from the federal government in terms of tax breaks for his organization. And he's going to put a new hotel there. Uh, Lankford arguing in in his uh, in his release today, which I, I put up a link to earlier today on Twitter, if you follow me and you can read it yourself, he just basically argues that this is the kind of thing, no matter who's doing it, no matter what, that we don't need to be paying for. And if we're ever going to try find a way to bring down the federal debt, this has got to be one thing that goes. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the, the pre-holiday push by lawmakers. How many days do they have there before they're on vacation yet again? Uh, I would say looking uh, at, at uh, sort of the calendar and the way that the things usually evolve here, I would think they'd want to be gone by the 18th, which is a Friday, the Friday before Christmas. Uh, the, the, the pressure points at this point in time, Sean, for lawmakers are these. Uh, they've got to deal with the budget. Once again, this year as we've talked about, the spending bills were not done on time by October the 1st, the beginning of the new fiscal year. It's only happened two times in the last 21 years. The Democrats got them all done in 94. The Republicans got all the bills done in 96. That's been it. So this is, again, another year-end time for what's called the omnibus. And so they've been working on it behind the scenes for the last four or six weeks, and they still have a few items that are unresolved. They hope to get it out maybe late this week or early next and vote on it. Uh, obviously, as we've discussed a number of times, there are a number of Republicans who will look at this and say, well, why isn't this provision in there? Why are we doing more on this? Why are we doing, you know, so we could have some showdowns about stopping the Syrian refugees coming in, maybe about money for Planned Parenthood, a number of other things. And so when you look at it, something's got to be done with spending and funding by the 11th of December, or we do risk the possibility of a government shutdown. So, yeah, we'll play a little um, a little political chicken maybe on a few things before the, the Christmas holiday here. What about the politicizing which has gone on, the politicizing of the shooting? I mean, you have the New York Daily News today, ne negative and hateful speech allowed this to happen. In other words, the fact that there are people that pro-life somehow motivated this madman to go out there and kill innocent people well, belies the fact that People that are pro-life are, by definition, peaceful people that believe it, that every single life is precious and should be preserved. Yeah, we've heard a lot from Democrats over the last few days, and it was amplified, in fact, just in the last hour in a written release from uh, Vice President Biden, who said, uh, quoting here, enough is enough. He said it's time for action, uh, bipartisan action in the Congress, the Vice President said, on stepped-up background checks on gun sales, on limits on assault weapons, and more. And, you know, look, uh, both parties are, are, are good at using certain events to argue for certain changes. I, I think in the end, still where we are, nothing has really changed when it comes to guns and gun violence. Uh, there has not been uh, any time in recent years, and there certainly is not now, a majority in the Congress, in either the House or Senate, to approve 
really anything on gun control. And so I, I look at it that, uh, yeah, both parties might be talking about, or in this case, more the Democrats accusing the Republicans and, and uh, Republican groups of inciting some of this language. But the bottom line is still, not, I don't see from this that something is going to change, but certainly it gives an avenue, and Democrats have been trying repeatedly in recent weeks to change the subject to gun control and gun violence. They tried to do it uh, when it came to the aftermath of the Paris attacks, and they're, and they're obviously using this one again as well. Now it's going to be a, a very interesting week. Let me go back to this, this December 11th date one more time. Yeah, this is all the spending that for the entire year that's on the table. Correct. You are correct. Yes, we are operating right now under a temporary budget plan that continues the funding levels from the previous fiscal year. The fiscal year started October the 1st. That plan runs out on December the 11th. So if you want to have a showdown over forcing the president to change, whether it's on Planned Parenthood, whether it's on the Obama health law, whether it's on immigration, you know, a whole host of things, you could theoretically do that in this measure. Because you would have the ability to, quote unquote, shut down the government, even though we all know it wouldn't be a full shutdown. So, yeah, that's some of the things that that Speaker Ryan is going to have to weigh here. Again, he can get just about anything through. They could pass this omnibus, I think, with a rider in there that says no money can be spent to bring in any Syrian refugees into the U.S. But again, I, I don't think that they'd be able to get 60 votes or even close to that for something like that in the Senate. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how far they'll push it with the record conciliation and whether or not they'll get anywhere on on any of this uh let's talk about some of the president's comments today at this global warming disaster summit i mean look i've i've outlined earlier in the program how many times the president has apologized for america and to me it's always an odd thing that he doesn't focus at length about america's goodness and generosity and greatness and how much blood and and tears and financial cost that we have paid for the cost of freedom etc but he goes on to say, oh, where the where the, you know, maybe it falls into the for the first time in my adult life. I'm proud of my country. You know, but he goes on to talk about the United States being the second biggest emitter. And I'm like, wow, uh, we're the ones if the president were to look at the details, we're the ones that have reduced carbon emissions by dramatic amounts since uh, what, 2006. And even before that, we have a, we have emission levels lower than 1992. And again, I think it's important to remember what I what I stressed earlier is that lawmakers in this right now, I don't think, you know, the president cannot bring anything back from Paris and plunk it down before the Senate and call on them to approve a treaty or something like that because they'd never find the votes to do that. Uh, that's why if he's going to move, if his administration is going to do anything new, quote unquote, on global warming, it's going to have to be done administratively. And obviously the Republicans have challenged this president and this administration on a number of fronts with the EPA and some of their new rules. And the big battle over coal and more is all part and parcel of this. Uh, you know, I, I, what I, I do find interesting is I think both parties truly believe that this issue is a winner for them, obviously uh, 180 degrees different from what the other believes. Yeah, so what else is going on that I'm missing here today? I'm sure there's something that I missed out on uh, no I, I think more than anything else uh, you know with the congress coming back the one thing to remember is how all this plays into the race for the white house because certainly issues that we've just talked about whether it's the the syrian refugees or planned parenthood or more you know that come up in the congress uh, uh, certainly they could ricochet their way right into the republican race no polling i, w I wouldn't think we'd get any polls for a few days because i would bet that uh, polling organizations weren't doing much over the thanksgiving break but this is an important time this 
this, uh, you know, we're the last day of November, tomorrow, December 1st. It's only two months to Iowa. And it's an important time when you think about it strategically. You don't want to be bothering voters too much over the Christmas break. So you've got to get a lot of work done in these next two and a half weeks or so before you sort of suspend things a little over the Christmas break. Uh, uh, the big focus for the Republicans, two weeks from tomorrow on the 15th will be their next debate. And, uh, you know, that, that that could certainly have a very big impact on how the race is sort of viewed by the voters as we go into that holding pattern over the Christmas holidays. Yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy out there. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to have to have to also wait and see what comes out of the summit. Uh, a lot of politics around the whole global warming disaster. Remember, it used to be the ice age is coming and before that and then after that it was global warming and we're going to burn to death. And now it's just a generic climate change. Uh, and Democrats saying that climate change is a bigger danger to us than radical Islamic terrorism or mullahs getting weapons of mass destruction. So I think it's the perfect example of how the two parties simply view things so much differently, that global warming is so high on the mark for Democrats, whereas for Republicans, they look across the ocean at Paris, throw their hands up and just sort of say, come on, there's something more important than this. All right, Jamie Dupree, Most Connected Man, you, Washington, D.C. Sir, thank you. Appreciate it.